All right, it's another episode of the Tornado Alley Soccer Podcast coming live from the Freddy Hole, i.e. my kitchen here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We've got a jam-packed show, lots of soccer, lots to get into tonight. We have Johnny Freedom on, broadcaster of FC Wichita. He'll be on to help me preview the U.S. Open Cup match with the Tulsa Roughnecks and FC Wichita on Wednesday. Also, a little bit later, we'll have Zach Eason on, and, and we'll be previewing uh, the other match, San Antonio, on Saturday, and then also the Tulsa Athletic and the Demise, and also we'll look back on the past two Roughneck matches, and on we'll also look back to the Sunday fun day uh, at Veterans Park as the Athletics were uh, successful in their first or second home match and of the season. But first, folks, you know it's that time. You got to get inside. You got to get the blankets. It's getting dark. There's lightning going on. I don't know what's going on, but you got to get inside. You got to get away from the windows because it's another episode of the Tornado Alley Soccer Podcast. Uh, thanks for joining us tonight live broadcast here on Facebook Live for those uh, listening in and I appreciate everything all the new likes all the new subscribers thank you so much uh, you know you guys are the reason why I do this and, and have to put the kid to bed and come out here and, and on late on Monday night so I appreciate everybody uh, and everything you're doing to share in the podcast I really appreciate that uh, a couple things we want to talk real quick bgn.fm is where you can find the podcast bgn.fm slash tornado alley you can find all of our podcasts all of our content there along here alongside uh the facebook live of course and then also we've got our good friends over at roughneckscarves.com r-u-f-f-n-e-c-k-s-c-a-r-v-e-s roughneck not like tulsa roughneck i know it's a little confusing but roughneck scarves are there the official supplier of scarves for mls usl and u.s soccer get your custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com and also our good friends at NewDayShelters.com or NewDayTornadoShelters.com. I know it's only a podcast. Yes, but I have I have one of their shelters, and you all know my experience with the Moore Tornado in 2013 and something that's near and dear to my heart, making sure everybody's safe out there. Great above-ground shelter. I would recommend it. Like I said, I have it, and it's, it's the shelter for my family. So, folks, give those folks a call, New Day Shelters, 918 Wait, 918-277-3758. Ask for Jerk to Rose. He will take great care of you folks. So, all right. Well, we've got a great guest on right off the bat. U.S. Open Cup fever is at, is, is at all-time high right now. First, second rounds. It's really the rounds that people are paying attention to. Third rounds, of course. Uh, this is the cup set round, folks. There's things that can happen. Things have happened. Tulsa has been on the recipient end of one of these cup sets. We're familiar with it here. Uh, and a very tough opponent rolling into town on Wednesday, FC Wichita. And we've got our good friend, Johnny Freedom, on, broadcaster of FC Wichita. Johnny, how's it going tonight, man? Going good, man. Thanks for having me on, brother. I appreciate it. You bet. You bet. And thank you so much for uh, hopping on. And, and, and really, uh, it's, it's late on Monday night, so I appreciate you jumping on here. And, uh, man, how, how excited are you guys over there in Wichita uh, to be – playing here in, in Tulsa on, on Wednesday and, and how's everyone kind of feeling about this match so far? Well, we're actually, we're humbled. You know, we're appreciative of the opportunity. It's an honor to play um, in the U S open cup. It's the longest running national tournament of any professional sport in America. It's awesome. You know, amateur club, 
like Wichita can get into a tournament like this and have the opportunity to play against, you know, USL clubs like Tulsa. We've had a relationship with Tulsa um, for the past couple of years. We've played them in friendlies. We've actually had a couple of players that we got from, from their reserves, you know, James Togba, uh, Contreras we had for a year as well. So we've had a great relationship, a ton of respect for the Roughnecks organization as a whole. They run well. And so we're actually honored um, to get an opportunity to come to Tulsa and play them. Yeah, and you talked about FC Wichita, and we had Blake on last year on the podcast. I got to chat with him before the season started. I think actually about this time last year, in fact, uh, a team that you know that I think is getting better every year. It seems uh, having success, winning the Heartland Division last season, and uh, really had that good strong rival with uh, Tulsa Athletic. Uh, talk a little bit about this team. It seems like uh, I don't I don't know if reload is the right word. Maybe just you've added more pieces to the puzzle, maybe. Uh, just tell me how, how this team stacked this year. Well, it seems to be the nature with these NPSL clubs. You know, they ro the rosters rotate because you have players, you know, hopefully moving into the pro ranks. You have, mm -hmm. you know, college players coming off college season. Some come home to their home city. Sometimes we get Oklahoma players like Colton. We had Colton Haskins last year. Now he's rostering with OKC Energy. So, you know, you just it's, – it's consistently moving. It's rough. Mm -hmm. for a soccer supporter like myself at heart because you get you develop relationships especially in small communities like wichita and tulsa you know we're about the same size and mm -hmm. so in a community like the size of tulsa and wichita you see these players in the community they coach your kids you, you go out you have drinks with them you eat dinner with them and so you get a relationship with these players and so it's rough when they when players move on mm -hmm. thankfully in wichita we've got some good ownership and you guys same thing with sunny is that you have an that takes care of their all right we're i think we may have lost johnny there so, oh hang on johnny you, you cut out there for just a second so you may have to go back to what you're just sure. saying sure we have just have pieces of you know that we miss sometimes but we also have had some players that have come back because they're they're happy with the product that we have which on how they're taking care of them, which by our ownership uh, one of those guys, Leo Sosa, our captain. Yep. Um, Leo's been there since the beginning for the past, this is his fourth year. Um, he's happy living in Wichita. He coaches, goes to college in Wichita. Mm -hmm. um, so players like him. And then, as you mentioned, we've got some some new pieces. You know, Sebastian Pineda on our back line, um, big six-foot-two uh, right back who's fantastic. He's had pre previous experience in the PDL with FC Tucson um, and the OKC Energy. We got Lemons back, Chris Lemons back. I don't know if you remember Chris Lemons. He's a center back and play defensive mid or attacking mid. He's a local homegrown player. And then we've got also a new right back. Um, and I'm just speaking of our back line right now, which mm -hmm. is a, a guy named Luis Vidal Pla. He's a Spanish international. Mm -hmm. Again, he's a local player. He plays at Fringe University, an NAIA player, um, six foot three, big kid as well. So, you know, we've got that, you know, some international local players combined with, we've had seven in the past three games, we've had seven local Wichita homegrown players mm. who grew up and played club soccer in Wichita that have rostered in the past, who had time on the pitch in the past three games. So it's kind of a combination of some new faces this year, some faces that, you know, Wichita fans and other fans from around the league will recognize, and then some... Um, I think some exciting new faces. Um, we've got biggest 
Um, the one the, the face that most people will recognize is an all-conference player last year from Ozark FC. We we went out and signed Nelson Landaverde, hmm. who's an attacking mid player, can play that eight, that number eight or that number ten, that left or right inside attacking mid player. And when he just wanted to come, he was looking for something different. We tried to get him a year ago, sure. but he's from all wanted to play there. So we have Nelson. He's great. He's already scored three goals this year. Hmm. And then the other thing we got was we never really had a big target man. Uh, David Lung kind of player, sure, you know, right. that Tulsa big player that you can you can send a ball to and he can hold the ball mm -hmm. um, and who's dangerous. And that's Frank Tayu. That was a big signing for us. Mm -hmm. um, for fans that aren't familiar with Frank Tayu, he's really an indoor player. He has a lot, lot of outdoor experience. He was a D1 player at West Virginia. Okay. And uh, he just has come MASL season where he's the MASL, the indoor professional indoor leagues. He was the MVP for the league. He set the, the goal scoring record, 71 goals this year, oh, wow. indoor soccer. So down in Sonora, this, uh, I'm sorry, Souls de Sonora in Sonora, Mexico. Right. So, okay. so that, those are a couple, you know, those two pieces, uh, Nelson and Frank Ty are probably the two most exciting new faces um, that I think are going to make a big impact for us this season. How about uh, Matt Clare? Is he still on the squad, and do you expect him to be playing quite a bit? Matt Clare is on the um, the USL. Um, he's on the. I'm sorry. He's on the uh, the U.S. Open Cup roster. Mm -hmm. He hasn't rostered with us for um, the league yet, and I'm not really. And I haven't seen Matt. He's got some things going on. He just came um, off of a big season with San Diego. It's a, um, a free agent season this year for him. And then also he is a, a pretty steady hand or a steady presence with the U.S. national indoor team. Okay. And so he's had several games. So he, he just hasn't been, been available for us up to this point. Okay. Yeah, that's the name that I, I remember seeing quite a bit last season. And, of course, Leo Sosa, Leo Sosa uh, who you mentioned earlier, had a brace against the uh, – OKC Energy U23 squad, which is uh, always a team that puts up uh, a good squad, seems like every year, um, especially when Jimmy was there. You know, that team was always uh, competing for a PDL title. So uh, getting a big result there, 3 1 at home uh, last Wednesday, and then obviously setting the table for this big matchup on Wednesday. Well, what what's your kind of sense for this match? And I'm not sure how much you've watched the Roughnecks. I mean, just kind of look at the table, you know, maybe not in the best form at the moment. Do you feel like this is a, just catching a team at, a, at the right time right now? You know, what's, what's kind of your sense for this match on Wednesday? Well, you know, one thing that fans can't forget is it doesn't matter. I mean, does it – they're, Tulsa's not having – they're not in a great form right now. They haven't been having a fantastic season, but they're still a pro side. Sure. And still, we're, we're going – we're playing in Tulsa. Um, I understand that we're going to be playing at the University of Tulsa field rather than um, the Roughnecks' normal pitch. Mm -hmm. But still, we're, we're in their house. We're playing against a pro side, a pro side that's taken us in and owned us in, in two friendlies. And so we're definitely coming in as the underdogs. There's no doubt about that, despite – Anything that's happened in the rough next season, none of that matters on Wednesday. Um, we're coming in humble. Um, we're coming in, um, hopefully, we're, we, you know, as a Cinderella team, you know, hopefully we can do something and, and provide some excitement. We're def definitely coming in to win. Um, no chip on our shoulders, but 
respect for the club that we're coming in and playing. We don't look at, uh, I talked with Blake, I talked with a couple of the players. Uh, they don't care about the Roughnecks record. That, that doesn't matter, you know. Um, anybody can win on Wednesday. Obviously, the Roughnecks are, are, you know, likely, you know, more than likely have the odds to win the game. But we're coming in hoping that we can, uh, again, be humble um, and put on a showing for the fans. And sure. if we out on top, we'll be excited. Right. Do you, do, you, do you have a sense that there'd be quite a few folks from the Air Capital firm making the trip down? Not so, not sure about that. You know, I don't work front office, but I do know that uh, Tulsa was kind enough to give us 40 tickets, free tickets to give to our supporters. Mm -hmm. And so we really appreciated that. Um, that would cover all of our, our, you know, a lot of our supporter section. And sure. so we have offered those tickets out to our fans. Um, I'm going to be riding with the team. Um, but you know, my hope is that we can get, so it's cause it's not, again, that's one of the great things about it being in Tulsa is that, I mean, you're talking a two and a half hour drive. It's right. not that far. Fans drive on a pretty regular basis, longer distances and that's the goats. The only issue that I see is, and that's these, these issue with all these U.S. Open cups for amateur teams mm -hmm. is that it's a Wednesday night. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. People have and that sort of stuff. So the visiting team, that's that's a tough night because, you know, our supporters have, you know, supporters are, you know, you typically typically younger people and they've got jobs and mm -hmm. got to pay bills and do all those sorts of things. So it's, that's tough. I'm hoping yeah. that they'll suck it up for the night. I know I threw out an offer for a couple cases of beer. Mm -hmm. If we get some supporters out there, so we'll see if free tickets and beer can get some people out there. I hope so. Um, if not, I'm going to be on definitely on the side rooting for the boys in red that's for sure fair enough yeah that sounds like a enticing offer there for you folks at air capital firm if you're watching tonight or listening to the podcast a little bit later so i take them up on it just just be just going to work just who cares just be dragging it doesn't matter i think last season we had you know when the roughnecks played fc dallas there was a group of about eight or nine people that drove all the way left work early on wednesday drove down went to the match and turn around, went back home. So it's doable. I mean, if they can do it, you can do it. So, no, I'm just I drove St. Louis supporters last year. The St. Louisans came for our uh, second round match against them, and that's a six-hour drive each way. Yep. I told them they called me up. I told them where to go eat pregame, and then brought them a bunch of beers. They drank some local beers. They gave me some local beers, a scarf. Uh, they were outstanding supporters. Developed a friendship with some of those guys. They were fantastic drums the whole works just cheering their boys on and then drove six hours back that night it can be done tough yeah. but uh we're appreciative to any supporters that are willing to come out yeah there's there's a few uh, on the live chat here a few tulsa athletic supporters that aren't necessarily tulsa roughneck supporters that might take you up on that offer so <laughs> i've, I've seen that I'll, I'll be curious if they come out and support, talk they come support uh the roughnecks yeah, and then uh, I think there's a few folks saying that they'll be. Did you uh, lose me? Uh, I I can still hear you. Okay. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So we have a few folks here inviting you to the tailgate to the on the west parking lot there uh, before the match. So uh, I know some of the roustabouts would would be happy to. I don't think there's any animosity between roustabouts and Air Capital. So if anyone's coming out, they've uh, roustabouts. A few folks here have invited anyone that's coming well, out to to have a few beers in the parking lot. So uh, out in the west, west, I guess just west. So the stadium's kind of, the parking area is kind of iffy. Uh, not really iffy, it's just, it's on a campus. So there's not a lot of 
there's like an apartment complex that's right behind the stadium. I don't know if you've ever been there, but there's an apartment complex and there's like this, this parking lot off to the west. That there's like an elementary school there. And I think that's where most a lot of people park at. So I think they'll be over there. So if you, if you get out there early, want to have a couple cold ones, they'll be over there. I might be over there for a minute or two. So uh, just anyone for Air Capital that's coming down or anyone coming up from uh, Wichita, feel free to go by and say hi to some of the roustabouts. So, um, but anyway, uh, and then uh, tell them eat at Carl Carlos O'Kelly's. Somebody just commented about that. But anyway, so uh, and it is a wet campus, so there is ac actually alcohol there, unlike SMU, which we found out when we got to the FC Dallas game that they didn't serve alcohol. But neither here nor there. So. Uh, so yeah, so uh, was it sa seven o'clock Wednesday night? TU Tulsa Hurricane Campus. Uh, T so it's not at One Oak. So you go to One Oak. There's a baseball game going on. You'll be you'll be watching baseball. Don't go to One Oak. So go TU. Uh, Johnny, tell them uh, how folks can interact with you. You're, I know you're you're active on social media. So tell folks uh, what you're doing. If you have any websites, anything you'd like to plug, go for it, man. Yeah, well, I'm an inst you can follow me on Instagram, Johnny ICT. You can follow me on Twitter, Johnny Freedom 73 or you can give me a follow on Facebook for jo of Johnny Freedom. Happy to interact with fans. I love banter. You can ask any of the Tulsa Armory guys. I enjoy banter. Want to drink some beers with those guys this season. We've kind of had a, some hard feelings between me and some of the Tulsa Armory guys. I'm hope hoping I'm sending – I'm putting out a little – a peace pipe hey, per se. But we can have maybe we can slam a couple beers before the game. I'm gonna go now. Forget the Air Capital firm. Is Johnny Freedom invited over to drink some beers with the Roustabouts? Because that's I'm headed over to the West parking lot before the game. As soon as I start seeing supporters over there, I'm gonna bring a couple local Wichita beers with me to share and uh, pound some down with you guys. Maybe some Armory guys want to come over and we can uh, share a couple beers. Maybe trade some scarves or something if anybody's interested. I'm down. I'm down with that. All right. Well, uh, that is. I know there's a few Armory folks here. If you uh, so, uh, you heard it here live on the podcast, folks. Johnny Freedom looking to to uh, extend the olive branch, which is in form of barley and hops, to any Armory folks that want to have some beers. And um, you know, a couple of them are asking <laughs> how bad they're going to beat you guys in, on Memorial Day weekend. But uh, uh, I'll be by myself. Either great chance to come see me face to face. Face to face, so there's an open invitation. So uh, you guys, uh, and you guys are on. You're you're on notice now, and and he has got some alcoholic beverages, adult beverages for you. So there you go. And yeah, and I, again, I'm hearing the word that the, the army may be more peaceful and a more um, cooperative group now. That's what I'm kind of sensing on the live chat. So I think they may take you up on that. So. Uh, so just just bring some beers and have them have them cold and ready for them. That's what they're asked. That's what they're saying. <laughs> At least the ones the best way to I can't I can't speak for the whole armory, but you know obviously. But uh, but yeah. So Johnny will be there uh, probably early. Get there. Go after work. Just show up in your slacks and your button down polos. Just show up to the park west parking lot. Have a couple <laughs> beers. Talk talk shop with Johnny. Talk shop with the roustabouts. Have a good time. You guys. I'll have a good time, and, and yeah, I think I, I'm, I'm, I'll put it out there, and we'll see what happens. Well, I'll let you know. I'll call you and let you know how it goes, brother. Hey, that sounds great. Yeah, I'll, I'll be there in tow on uh, Wednesday, so we'll, uh, we'll get to meet you in person, and, uh, and yeah, we'll just, we'll just talk shop, man. We'll have a good time. No worries. 
So uh, anyway, Johnny, I appreciate it. I know it's getting late here, so I appreciate you coming on. And um, all the best to you. Best of luck. Safe travels getting here on Wednesday. And uh, I'm sure we'll be talking in the future because, our, you know, we've got Tulsa Athletic will be playing on the Memorial Day weekend and probably the playoffs as well. So plenty of times to to talk shop there. So I uh, appreciate you coming on, Johnny. Have Have a good night, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Have a good night. All right. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Johnny Freedom, everybody. Thanks for well, a good little pop there on the live chat, live stream. Lots of folks uh, talking and, and chatting, so I appreciate it. I apologize if I didn't get to everybody's question. I was kind of struggling a little bit, so I apologize there. But, uh, yeah, I will be there on Wednesday. I've got to work uh, some stats and do some things, so I probably won't get to drink or anything. Plus, you know, with kids now, if I have like a one beer, I'm going to fall asleep because if I sit still long enough, I'm just going to fall asleep because I've got a toddler and a and a one week old. So it's just the life I live now, guys. So, <laughs> and anyway, um, but yeah, we have. Uh, I'm excited for the match on Wednesday. I think it's going to be a challenging match for the Roughnecks. You know, obviously mentioned just kind of coming in bad form. Obviously coming off a pretty bad loss on Saturday, but it seemed like and, and we'll have Zach Eason uh, pop on here in just a few moments and. And we'll kind of break it down from there. And we'll also talk. So for you A's fans, Armory folks, y'all stay on. because We're going to talk Tulsa Athletic as well. So there's just so much soccer going on. We're just going to kind of mix and mix and match and do a weave in and out and just kind of do a, a two-team weave or whatever you want to call it. We'll, 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 we'll break them both down. So uh, and then obviously the match on Sunday. Sunday or actually I think it's on Saturday because it's away so they play matches Saturday away and I think it's a full slate for the NTSL Heartland Division I think there's three matches going on all six teams involved so we'll we'll talk about that and um yeah and yeah and just me personally I'll get Zach on to get because he was out there on Sat on Sunday too but uh yeah the the setup out there at for uh, I almost said Fortune Park holy cow I almost said Fortune of Tulsa after that so too many for fortunes anyway um veterans park uh, out there at 21st and uh boulder and yeah it was a great time it was a great time and watch party at fuel 66 perfect uh saturday night there um have a couple of matches going on at the same time that's when tulsa athletic will be playing i think they're 6 30 if i'm not mistaken i have the website up here let me take a quick gander at it um yeah, so I believe the match for the demise actually at seven thirty, so I believe that's the same time as the Tulsa Roughnecks match as well. So I'll have to have like dual screens, maybe a little picture in picture going. I'm not sure how it works with ESPN plus and then also on the on the website. But uh, we'll figure it out. We'll get it going. Um but yeah, fuel sixty six for those. Tim, thank you for letting me know that and appreciate the invite as always and yeah, so folks, they'll be. I'm not sure if Empire still be. I'm assuming Empire will be the watch party for the Roughnecks. But anyway, um, yeah, Waynesville. I don't know where Waynesville, Missouri is. It's somewhere over there, off of I-44. I'm assuming. And and it's a team that moves around and and you know play at Branson one week and then they play at Lake Country Stadium wherever that is. Um, you know, it's a traveling. Team. Ozark's kind of doing a similar thing. I don't know, you know, maybe it's just to see what team supports, what town supports. Maybe they just want to do that and just kind of move it around and, and expose the team to different different venues, different crowds.
crowds and trying to figure it out. But uh, it's two hours past shopping. Okay, I'm assuming it's on. I don't have Google Maps and thing pulled up, but uh, you guys, you guys probably know better than I do. I'm I'm not an aficionado of of Missouri geography or anything, but I know where Joplin, Springfield, and St. Louis and Leonardwood are. Believe it or not. But uh, yeah, you know, just uh, another team that. And I think they had tryouts a couple of weeks ago, maybe a week or so ago. Um, you know, it's, it's one of these teams you don't know what you're expecting. You don't know what what they're going to bring. You don't know who's – and maybe some of you guys know more than I do or keep up a little bit, have a finger on the pulse a little more than I do. But, you know, right now I, I'm not sure what teams are, are really out there and, um, you know, what what we have – as far as uh, the teams that are available and playing. So, anyway, um, they're, they're a mystery, kind of an X factor. Uh, there was another match this SB Wichita, which I had Donnie on, but SB Wichita played um, uh, Club Atletico uh, out of St. Louis, which is a team that, you know, and speaking of X factor, you know they've had a lot of players that were on the team last season that, you know, they came down to Tulsa and, and competed very well. Uh, yeah, and we'll talk about that goal here in a second. But this is the team that you don't know much about. And, and you know, they had the lead against Wichita there early on in the first half, a little 2-1 lead, and then SD Wichita put four on the board and won 4-2. But a, a team, I think, going to compete in the Heartland Division, I think, if you – let your guard slip on them. They can put some goals past you, and they're going to be competitive. Um, I really do think it's going to be kind of a four-team race like it was last year, but new names and new team with, with Club, a Club Atletico and, and St. Louis. So I imagine it'll be a four-team race between Tulsa, Wichita, and uh, maybe four teams. I don't know. Little Rock, maybe they just didn't have a lot of players for that first match and became a skeleton crew for – the first Tulsa match, but I expect them to compete as well, just because they're they're a club that that's trying to do it and, and compete as well, and they did last season. And then also uh, this club Atletico out in St. St. Louis, I, I believe that they'll probably compete as well. Um, as for demise and Ozark, you know, we'll we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. I don't know. Do I need a press pass? It's it's a free admission. I'm sure Matt could hook me up with some something. I'm sure, I'm sure I could holler at him and get if he would hook me up with something. No, no question there. But yeah, I'll take it. Stage, <laughs> stage. But no, that Joe Garcia goal. I didn't, haven't been able to re repeat it, but it happened so quick. I remember, I think I was turning around talking to David, somebody over there in the tent, and turn around, look, and Joe was scoring the goal. Yeah, I mean, he also had the brace by Damian Thomas. Uh, he's somebody that I think is going to score quite a few goals in this league and has already. So, yeah, it's just a team. I mean, A's are very offensive-minded. Brady Ballou, uh, he took, I think a, Matt said he took a cleat on the in the first half and was subbed out. Uh, and then I believe Ricky Chavez was the one who had his arm in a kind of a cat, like a sock cast type situation. But from what I understand, he should be okay. It looked a lot worse than – yeah, I mean, maybe if you have a broke arm, it doesn't matter. You're just running around kicking the ball anyway. But I, I don't know. I think they played with a broke arm. So I don't – or not broke arm. I'm not – that's not saying he had a broke arm. But 
you know, if an arm injury. Um, but anyway, so we'll have, uh, yeah, should be, you know, team, I think, on Sunday or Saturday for uh, Tulsa Athletics. It's a team that should get the results on the road. Uh, it should be a, you know, two or three goal, kind of goal diff type situation is what I'm expecting. And then um, he said Richie. Uh, it's the Richie shot. Okay, Tech. Thank you. Yeah. Who did I say? I hope I said Richie Saturday. Sorry, I thought I said somebody different. Um, but anyway, I'm going to blame being sleep deprived and having a newborn on that one if I said a different name. Anyway, so let me uh, reset here just for a second, guys, and then we'll bring Zach on and to talk, uh, talk some more soccer, have somebody else to bounce some bounce some questions, bounce some ideas off of. We'll, we'll preview a couple of matches with him. And he was out there on Sunday, so we'll talk more A's as well. So everybody hang tight. Uh, we'll get some music for you guys since you've been so good tonight. We'll, we'll get some good music. Um, let's see what we got here. Uh, just we'll, it's it's fine. We'll we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out, guys. So, anyway, here we go. Uh, we'll we'll I'll be right back. And give me one second. We'll get Zach Houston on. So hang tight. We'll be right back. All right, Zach, you on, bud? Yep, yep. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can hear you. You guys hear Zach okay on the podcast? Everybody hear you guys on on the uh, on the uh, live stream um nope johnny freedom just uh left the building about five minutes ago so just missed that so all right well uh zach uh busy week busy weekend busy mm -hmm. just busy life right now in the soccer world uh we've got tulsa roughnecks tulsa athletic playing uh, obviously last week at the two matches with tulsa roughnecks one on wednesday getting the one one draw against the reno 1868 and then we're Drogba had a world-class goal and did his thing against the Roughnecks and uh, came out 5-1 ahead of the Roughnecks what do you uh, let's go back to the Reno match am, yeah am I I said that I thought Tulsa was pretty fortuitous in that match in that there was maybe a red card slash um missed penalty kick call there against uh, the Roughnecks and to get that 1-1 victory or 1-1 draw did did you feel like I don't know did you feel like we were a little fortuitous in that one yeah yeah I think we were definitely lucky um, you know I think you know once again we relied on uh, Fabian Serta to kind of pull us out of it a little bit um, I know he had somewhat of a rough game against Phoenix but you know his his quality sh shone through against Reno Wednesday night, um, and I think he was really a difference maker. You know, and really the past few games he's been one of the the bright spots for Tulsa. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but, and you know that's it. You know, one of the things that so the other day I had the chance to talk. This is a little shameless plug, but I was on the Saturday morning set piece with Todd Lizenby in Oklahoma City and. One of the questions he asked me was, "What have I been? What have, what have I seen that's positive? What have I seen that's negative, or that I would like <clears> to see more of?" And one of the positives was just the midfield play, which in that match seemed to be pretty strong. But 
The one thing I said that I would like to see is more more play from the forwards. Did, would you agree with that assessment, or, or is there something yeah, maybe that I, I mean we haven't that? seen we haven't seen any play from the forwards. I mean we got Outside Joaquin the Rivas Gamble and the, the yeah John Beccaro, Of course, we're not going to count him, but yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, well, Gamble or Gamble's goal against Reno, you know, it was great, but that, you know, was the result of amazing play from Rivas and uh, Paris Guy, mm -hmm. who have been lights out the two best players on the team right now, and uh, really the only two on the team that are, are creating and really driving the attacking force. So, uh, you know, I'm hoping that we see some more from the forwards that we have. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, you, you're right. Our midfield has been good at times. Um, but it's it's relying on the getting out wide, Paris making great crosses into either Rivas or, or somebody else inside the box. Yeah. yeah, it seems like this team offensively goes with Paris Guy and and uh, uh, Joaquin Rivas, it, and which are two guys that play midfield, which you don't see a lot of. I mean, yeah, you had Juan Pablo Coffey to score a lot of free kick la free kicks last season and some PKs. So yeah, he. He had nine goals for the season, which is which is phenomenal and, and great from an attacking mid. But you usually don't see a lot of production from – if you have a winger, that's pretty quick. That can get around some defenders. But typically you don't see that kind of goal production. And I think that, you know, like you said, something that you want to see is for forwards get more involved. Mm -hmm. Um what do you think it's going to take for that to happen? Is it just you? You know, you played college soccer, so you know a little more tactically than than I do. But. Uh, I I wouldn't say what I did. I played with some guys who played college soccer. Okay, I would, fair enough. <laughs> I was on, I was on the sideline. If I, you know, even that, I'm not sure I can claim that. <laughs> but yeah, um, you know, Rivas is one of the things he does really well is he'll he'll make that run into the box with the ball. Um, you saw this against Reno. And then he quickly kicks it back out to either Paresky or somebody on the wings um, who then crosses it back into him or somebody else uh, against Reno. It was Gamble, but just constantly him making that run um, is something that I hope to see forwards make. You know, we've seen um, so, uh, Ian was great about this last year. He was great at holding the ball up and then get distributing it, or he could just turn around and use his, uh, his skills to score some goals on his own. But, yeah, you hope to see some more of that out of some uh, some of the other players. Yeah, this is a lot different look of a team. You know, you don't have – I mean, Juan Perez is a pretty big dude. Um, you know, maybe – I was expecting he'll maybe be that target guy or maybe a little bit of a 9-10 kind of a pointer type player. Um, and then Gamble, you know, he's more of that quick kind of shadow striker type role. Uh, and you saw that on – on Wednesday with him showing, you know, getting that good run and finding that space and, and getting to the ball. Um, and then I guess we can kind of switch gears a little bit. Well, let me, that one call that I mentioned with, I believe it was Justino made that tackle in the box against one of uh, Reno's forwards. Um, what did you think about the, the no call there? Um, yeah, I, it was a no call. It's going to happen for us, and it's going to happen against us. So it's it's the game of soccer. Um, yeah, you know, you get lucky sometimes, and you get unlucky sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, I think we got lucky again with uh, Colin Fernandez' head uh, handball in the box. Um, you know, that's the in the Phoenix game. 
we got the penalty. And I, I actually think we're a little lucky to get away with that and get the penalty out of it. Um, it looked like he was, his hands were close to his body and, you know, it was, he was protecting his face. It was just reaction. I think um, some refs wouldn't call that. Yeah. It was one of those things he was kind of jumping and his hand was kind of by kind of like yeah. demonstrating here on Facebook, but his hand was kind of near his face and he kind of ducked out of the way, got the ball hit him in the hand. So maybe the ref thought, Oh, or the referee thought, okay. He had his hand by his head and it was not in a natural position. So yeah, that's a 50, 50 call and, and maybe even a 40, 60 type call of it not being called. So yeah, got a little fortuitous there. And then, and then you had, you know, you go, so it's, so we can kind of back up. So I guess we'll kind of make this a transition over to the, uh, um, to the, to that match on Saturday, but you had the, the goal that I think most people in live chat and me and maybe my 20 month old son and my wife and everyone here could make that shot that Drogba made, uh, just the ball didn't get cleared. I think, um, center back just kind of fell down or, or just was out of position there and you know uh, he stayed in that just just didn't clear it drug was sitting there you know picked it made the first goal then you had the gamble or not gamble I'm sorry the uh, handball then uh, you had Arce get his first goal of the season there <clears throat> the PK and then kind of went uh, went sideways after that you had uh, you know a goal one of the best goals of the season I think maybe even better than the uh, it'd be on par with the Fresno goal um drug by hitting that free kick from about 40 yards out sort of got a hand on it not enough they go up I think I don't know if that was the second or third goal but either way didn't matter and then then you had just from there just the, you really saw the quality from Phoenix show up in that situation that at that time and um <coughs> You know, and something that was interesting, you know, Paris V didn't start, you know, something that maybe we thought, well, we're kind of using an experiment, Roughnecks using an experimental lineup here, maybe trying to see if something, do something different here, obviously didn't work. Drogba played like a world-class athlete at 40, stinking years old. Mm. What What do you take away from that, from that, Zach? Uh, I don't think you can take much away from that game. I think it was a complete domination from Phoenix's side. I, I think it's one the players and coaches are just going to try to forget about. Um, I think the lineup was different. It was weird. Yeah, um, yeah we didn't see Ugarte or um, um, Munoz starting, and, and Guy was out. Um, and we had uh, the Jesus, uh, the guy from Dallas, come in. Jesus and Carrera, yep, absolutely. Yep, yep. Um, and he kind of had a quiet night. He, you know, I think most of the forwards and, and the guys up top, we just didn't see much out of. So I, I don't think it was any of the, the guys that were on loan's fault that we lost. I think it was just a collective off night for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and just some weird, I, you know, it's hard it was pretty clear that we were trying new things uh, with the lineup and that's hard to do against, you know, Drogba and one of the best teams in the league right now. Yeah. Second, sitting there at second place right now behind the Monarchs who going on a little bit of a run ever since they <clears> started this season, really. Uh, yeah. And, and you're right. It's those teams, you know, you, you, you know, Phoenix is one of the better teams in the league. We knew that going into the season and, and obviously they, Prove that in this last match and 
you know, that quality really showed up for them. And yeah, yeah, I think you just say, okay, you've got it's a short week. I think when we had Francisco Ugarte, I asked him, I said, do you is this is this something you want a long break between a bad result? Or he said, no, I'd rather play a match tomorrow. So yeah, Roughnecks get that opportunity to play Wednesday. Um, you know, a team that I've already mentioned is a very cup set minded team, I think will be a challenge. Um, watch me say that and like, you know, Tulsa rings up a half a dozen, but I, I, yeah. I would be shocked if that, I mean, I'm just, just being honest. I don't think that's going to happen in this case. I think it's going to be a competitive match. Um, you know, and then, uh, so you have the U S open cup and then Saturday <laughs> gets a little match down in San Antonio a team that <clears throat> you know, Tulsa's not had much luck at San Antonio at all. Um, yeah, that only the uh, the Open Cup last year is the only one we've uh, we've gotten from San Antonio. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that was the the obviously the, the big shootout there and and mm. win in uh, penalties, which was just really dramatic match and really fun part fun to be a part of. And yeah, this you know the you know I I keep in touch kind of with this the soccer Twitter of San Antonio pretty well and Harry and some of the guys that come on the podcast every once in a while and, and chat on live chat. They, they, you know, they're big fans and, and come on and talk. So I always kind of, kind of get what they're, they're talking about. And I know at the first part of the season, they were very disappointed in some of the results weren't going their way. I don't think until their match against Las Vegas, where they won three nil going away before people were felt comfortable that San Antonio was on the right track. And I'm looking at standings right now. They're in ninth place. Uh, you know, and they had the draw at Rio Grande last week, and then of course the wins, the two road wins. Well, one road win at Las Vegas, and then getting the win against the Foxes, two-one there on the fifth of May. What what do you take of this team, and are you as down on them as some of maybe some of the supporters are, or, or do you feel like this is actually a pretty good solid team? Uh, that uh, one weird side note, they lost Chris Tierpak to Miami FC too, but. But anyway, so what do, what do you make of this squad down there? Yeah, I, I think they're they're a talented team. I think defense wise, they're they're extremely good. I think um, it's going to be hard to get you know to get at least one goal against them, um, I, especially the way with other than Rivas, I'm not seeing where any goals are coming from. So I'm not sure how we're going to be able to score against a uh, quality defense that San Antonio has. Um, as far as their attack, I think they're still a little. Um, they they don't have anybody that has scored more than two goals. Um, it does appear that you know the the results recently are going their way, and um, you know who knows maybe some uh, locker room stuff was happening, and you know getting rid of tier pack could could really help them and really you know push them on. Yeah, and I, I've always heard he's a pretty good dude. Just I know mm. people that, may, that know him personally, and. Yeah, I've I've heard good things about him. I it's it's just odd. I know I, I believe his old coach was is is at Miami FC too. I believe it's one of the connections yeah. there. That's what I've saw. Just just I that's just people talking. That that was one of the reasons maybe he may have left. So anyway, um, but yeah, this is uh, you know this they're not the unbeatable team that we saw at times last season. Yes, yeah. You know, Tulsa wants to. You know, a draw I think would be a good result if you want to make a statement and, and really ramp up and, and and you know that's the match to do it in. Um, 
but so let's I want to go ahead and jump forward just a little bit. I know we're going to look forward a little bit, so we're going to assume some things here. But Tulsa wins. Okay, we'll talk OKC. I know I've had a couple people ask me about that, but OKC wins. There will be a black gold derby twice. Darby, whatever you say it, twice <clears> in one week. What do you yep. think about that, Zach? Uh, it's interesting. It you know it gives gives the coaches you know a lot to do because you get to go play somebody um and get a good look at you know the guys that they have and then you get to make adjust adjustments so i think um you know this it will start to become you know who has the better coach out of the two and you know right now it's not looking good for either one of the coaches um both david vaudrill and uh what's it steve cookie cook yeah. yeah um up there in okc you know are both having a hard times so i think you know, it's it's one that I'd be worried about if I was both teams. I think, you know, one team can really rack up some points against another team. Um, but, I, you know, it's hard to see who who could that team be. But mm-hmm. it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun for the fans, um, especially here in Tulsa, because they're, both games are here in Tulsa. Yeah, yeah. So they may as well just stay here for the whole week if that's – but uh, so North Texas, Rayados, uh, one of their <laughs> – biggest victories and they're so is this is they're kind of the way I describe North Texas Rayados, they're they are Creighton. They're always in the tournament. They're always there. Some years they're you know, they could knock off a team. They knocked off the PBL champs, the Austin Aztecs back in two thousand fourteen. So they have a collection of, of you know, they have a team that they knocked off that you know, and then they ended up end up losing to the San Antonio Scorpions back when they were around. But this is a team that, you know, I don't think, you know, I was just talking to Todd Lizenby just, you know, before we went on air, and, you know, I don't think a lot of people have a lot of confidence that they're going to roll into Dallas and knock off this team at their place midweek mm-hmm. on a Wednesday, you know, and, and, and just be victorious and just have that game in hand. So, um, I, yeah, this could be a, a, an odd, you know, both teams are in, you know, Oklahoma City went four matches without a shot on goal, which is just, crazy to think about are they in real yeah. trouble down there in oklahoma city yeah no i i think bottom line is both oklahoma teams are are in trouble and um it's gonna be a scrappy fight to see who doesn't finish the bottom of the table um you know if things continue this way you know and it's interesting i think you know these open cup matches we have a real possibility of seeing a potential where a uh, amateur team could go on and play an MLS team uh, through Oklahoma. You know, I think that says a lot about where right now where Oklahoma soccer is at, um, at the USL level. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, two years ago when we got knocked off uh, by Des Moines, it had a lot to do with players were fatigued. And so you're, we were traveling to, um, Kansas City, and then a couple of days later, we had to play um, in Des Moines. And I think I usually yeah, give a little at slope, and then yeah, they just took got on the bus and went to Des Moines after that. Yeah, yeah, uh, and so I usually give a little edge to the home team on the Open Cup. Um, so yeah, I, I think OKC has to be you know cautious going into that game. I think there's that probably is one of the ones that I would pick to. Uh, to, to be upset and then the second one might be Tulsa because Wichita's always good um you know and just the the play right now yeah and 
anyone else out there that I don't know if you've had a chance to look at the full slate, but anyone else that you think might be on that cup set alert type situation? I know FC Cincinnati was some that throw, was been thrown out there. I, I don't know. I don't see. I love Detroit. I love Detroit City, but I don't see them getting the win at Cincinnati. But is there maybe FC Tucson, Las Vegas? Who else do you think? Um, that that Las Vegas one, you know, a new team, you know, new professional team coming in. FC Tucson is always a good team as well. Yep. So, um, you know, and I think Las Vegas, they're an interesting team. They're they're either really good or they're really bad, and it's um, so it kind of depends on what night they have as well. Yep. Um, I'll be there'll be some surprises for sure. I, I think the Detroit City one. Um, I can't – St. Louis playing uh, Duluth, yeah, Duluth up in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's another one that – I think St. Louis is good, but mm-hmm. you they have to travel. Like I said, when you have to travel midweek um, to a place you've never been, it's tough. Yeah, and that might be a bus ride too. I don't know how far Duluth, Minnesota is from – St. from St. Louis, and I don't know how easy it is to fly to Duluth, Minnesota, but yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right, and and I, it's it's a little snake pity type place. Any, anytime that you're playing at some of these little snake pits, you know, it's it's you just look and you go, man, I'm glad I'm I don't have to play that match because yeah, you, you see, you're playing at some you know offbeat stadium off somewhere that's like or like Clinton, Mississippi, you know, like like Louisville, they'll be playing down in Mississippi playing the Bria. Uh, yeah, you, you see those state, you see those teams that have to travel to these places that maybe it's not the easiest place to get into or to fly into. So, yeah, there's a lot of matches. The Long Island Rough Riders, I think, got to play. Um, got to play. Well, I'm sorry, I said I said Louisville. I think it's F, I think it's Indy Eleven that's playing at Clinton, yeah. Mississippi. I think that's right. Because Rough Rough Riders are playing Louisville. But anyways, that being said, some of these teams that do have to travel these away matches you always look at those as cup set potentials so um but yeah that's uh you know it's um it is you know the, it'll be interesting i really love the second round that's when things go awry that's when teams that are expected to make these big runs you know yep. they, the, the midnight happens or maybe some of these rayotos or you know these uh mississippi Brilla teams make runs and and do their thing, New England, you know, so it's just so much excitement right now. I love this time of year to me and to you guys in chat. This is like my March Madness. This is more exciting than March Madness to me, at least the set first, second, third rounds, fourth rounds. If there's a team that makes a run, Chris Jones, FC, someone like that. Once it gets to MLS, forget it. I don't care. It's like my brackets busted. Who cares? So exciting times. I'm excited to see what happens. Um, yep. And then – I'm trying to think. I, I was going to ask you something else, Zach. Um, oh, shoot. But before we switch over to Tulsa Athletic, but I guess we'll go ahead and do that. If I come up with it, I'll, I'll ask you. But uh, you were out there Sunday. Uh, pretty pretty cool atmosphere out there, right? Yeah, yeah. I had a couple tacos. They were amazing. Yeah, the atmosphere is great. It's, it's you know, it reminds me of kind of a, um, you know, just some pictures I've seen from over in England, like the six tier English games where they just have it at a park and people come and just bring their lawn chairs. And, you know, so it's kind of that the roots of soccer was, you know, what I get from it. And it's really cool. It's, it's a great 
you know, place to be on a Sunday afternoon, uh, tacos, beer, and soccer. You can't go, you know, go wrong with that. Yeah, you got to find a shade. That's that's crucial. <laughs> yeah. You know, one of the cool things was was all the tents. Like, you know, yeah. Jimmy John's had their tent out there. We, we were under there for a little while. And, um, yeah, it's cool that, you know, they kind of just let everybody do it what they want um you know bring their own uh, lawn chairs bring your tent um you know and, and the game was good it was good to see brady play it was good to see um it was a uh, thomas had a great header yeah yeah he, he was falling back and made a made a great goal um you know uh the the pitch wasn't the greatest but it, you know it's fourth division soccer um Hashtag and so division life. yeah yeah, um, you know, it was not the greatest, but it was, you know, it played well. It, you know, honestly, I've been, played out there at Veterans Park, and it looked uh, better than what it has in the past. So, you know, it was good for Sonny and the guys to get that up and going. Yeah, absolutely. And I, yeah, just just when you went there, and it just was like, okay, this is what just this is the vision that Sonny, Matt, and the guys have. I feel, yeah. You just, you just, it. You just felt that you you knew that this is this is what they wanted, and it's kind of happening and it's playing out. And it was a good crowd. I, I mean, I don't know how I many. I'm bad at estimating, but I'd say at least eleven, twelve, fifteen hundred people maybe out there. And it was just you're still spread out. It's hard to sit there and just like count everybody. I'm not that I would do that, but I mean, and yeah, I think it's it was a lot of fun. Obviously, I mean, we had a great time, and and I think uh, the next match, I believe. The home match, next home match, is on June 10th, and I was reminded that that is Crybaby Hill Day. Yep, and that's Wichita. We'll be back in town, so that that, that's a huge. Yep, that's a Wichita game. Holy cow! Okay, that's that's massive then. Yeah, mm. that's huge. So yeah, that's gonna be a great match there, and it, uh, I'm wondering how many people are gonna be passed out on the hill or have to <laughs> have to be at least thrown on somebody's back. And all right, let's go. We gotta go to the soccer match, but. Um, yeah, I'm remi- yeah. So it is Wichita for sure, and then so you guys hashtag take Monday off, of course. I mean, <laughs> why would you go to work Monday after that? Are you kidding me? So bike race, soccer should be a great time, and and this is a team that you know should have a, a pretty good record going into the match on the 26th playing FC Wichita. So that's, I'm gonna go ahead and just kind of look forward to that one. Just look ahead. Yep. That'll be the real – I think that'll be the first time, you know, I heard Demise could sneak up on this. Demise snuck up on teams last season, so I don't want to discount what they're doing. But uh, I think really at this point in the season, you know, you're looking at – and I said earlier, I said it's about – it'll be a four-team race, four, three-and-a-half team race with Tulsa, uh, Wichita. And and I'm, I'm going to go and throw St. Louis in there. And, and, and as a fourth team, probably Little Rock Rangers. Uh, who had a who had a result against the Imps last week and drew them uh, a couple of days before. So, do you, you kind of feel that that would probably be how this is going to play out in the in the Heartland this year? Yeah, you know, I, I think definitely the two player or the two teams that you know everybody expects to be at the top, and um, you know, it will be interesting. You know, depending on how uh, Wichita does against uh, Tulsa Roughnecks mm-hmm. Wednesday night, it might be. You know, Tulsa Athletics looking for a, uh, you know, hey, we can uh, show up the Roughnecks if, you know, the Roughnecks lose to Wichita or, you know, 
see if we can get more goals that the Roughnecks got. I, I think it'll be interesting to see how that kind of plays in it too. Yeah, yeah, it will be interesting because you're right. If that if the team does get the cup set, then yeah, that would be extra motivation for sure for the athletics. I always I keep wanting to say athletics. I apologize if I do. I, I, Sonny and Matt said I can, so I'm <laughs> I'm going to take it upon their uh, take take their lead on it. So if I say it, I'm 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 going to be I'm, I'm exonerated. But anyway, um, but yeah, I think uh, yeah, and and somebody uh, David mentioned here that Ozark may be better than Little Rock. You know, Ozark was a better team. I mean, yep. they weren't. I mean, yeah, they lost three nil, but that wasn't nine nil or whatever it was last season. It, it was a little scrappy. Um, they were a couple rough tackles, especially early on. I, I think, you know, it's a classic MPSL game when one team is, you know, the better team. The other team kind of resorts to uh, some slide tackles that probably should deserve um, harsher card penalties or, you know, something. But um, I, I thought they were decent. They were better than what they've been in the past, at least. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. They, yeah, very scrappy. I think you hit it on the you hit it on the head there, Zach. And um, and you know, and I think getting some of those local guys there and different ownership with Ozark, of course, we talked about that a little bit last week. You know, with the local ownership now, and not not the same guy. Um, I think it was Rafters owner that had him last season. So, um, yeah, maybe should have had some reds. You know, from, from folks are saying some red cards, maybe maybe more harsher penalties for the team. But um, yeah, it's hashtag fourth division, so you know those things are going to happen. And and we 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 complain about their officiating of the USL of the pro refs and all that. So yeah, <laughs> you know it's there's only so many refs to go around, unfortunately. But anyway, uh, what's your uh, you know what's just kind of looking over we'll kind of switch gears here to usl what's your what do you feel about the standings right now we have monarchs in first place uh, phoenix rising of course we talked about them sacramento in third still orange county in fourth portland timbers two fifth place a little bit of a shock a little bit of a surprise but they put together some results you know they're ahead of quilt park i mean they have a game in hand but or quilt park has a game in hand but they're sitting there at sixth place um I guess I'll talk points. Monarchs with 22 points. Game in hand over Phoenix, who has 21, 10. Uh, Sacramento, 18 points. Orange County, 17. Portland Timbers, 2, 17. And then you have Quilt Park with nine matches played, 15. And then Colorado Springs have played 11. They have 14. So I guess technically they have more points, but they have a couple of games ahead. And then you have St. Louis. They're at eighth place. They have 14 points. And, of course, we talked San, San Antonio, 13. Reno with 13 as well, but San Antonio has a game in hand on them. Fresno with 12, took 11, played Vegas Lights 10, Rio Grande 8, Sounders 7, Galaxy 6, and the two Oklahoma teams, Roughnecks, and it's crazy. Oklahoma yeah. only had three points this whole season, and then their last five results, loss, 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 loss. So crazy times here in Oklahoma. Um, but what – you know, just looking at these standings right now, are you surprised at any of the teams that you see in the top eight? Uh, I'll say t Timbers 2 is a little bit of a surprise to me. Um, how about you, Zach? What do you think? Yeah, Timbers 2 definitely a surprise. Um, although they do have a couple, you know, professional guys that they brought in, you know, and a couple guys that are on loan down from their uh, number one team. We know Mo Judama. You know, he's, he's a guy that we know has quality. 
Um, although can score a couple own goals every once in a while. I think he's a guy that, um, you know, one of the reasons they're doing so great is, you know, they're not conceding many goals. And I think he has him and um, I forget his, uh, his partner up there, but um, yeah, their defense is a big reason why they're up there. Um, you know, the other team that I, I'm kind of surprised with is Colorado spring switchback, but you know, every year they surprise me at this point, I shouldn't be surprised, but I still am. Um, they, they can, that, home field advantage for them has really helped them yep and then also uh, sammy ochoa keeping one of their own goals out of yeah <laughs> i don't know if you guys have to go watch that replay sammy ochoa is just bad position and yeah uh, his own player is about to knock one in far post and sammy's sitting right there and hits him and keeps the ball out of the net Colorado springs goes on to win one nil over the las vegas lights um yep so <laughs> crazy deal there if you guys have a chance yep. to watch that but to, to be fair to Sammy, he did say that he, he thought the ball was going out. Um, and, and so, you know, I, I, it didn't look like that to me on the replay, but, um, you know, who knows, on, on live, it, it probably could have looked like it was going out and he's trying to kick it back in. Um, Listen, but, I was in an indoor game and my own player was trying to clear it and I'm about five feet from him and I'm turned around. Hits me right in the chest, goes into our own goal. So I have nothing. I, I can't sit there and talk crap about anyone making bad mistakes because, yep. trust me, I am awful. And that is a fact. But anyway, so, yep. <laughs> um, yep. yeah. Uh, oh, go ahead. Other interesting things, you know, you got LA Galaxy that, you know, have been pretty bad to start out the season, but, you know, they just got a, a massive win against St. Louis FC, who, um, had been looking really good, especially defensively, mm-hmm. um, but then giving up six goals. I think it was six goals against Los Angeles was uh, eye-opening. Um, so I think that's a team that we could watch. Maybe they're starting to click together, some y- young guys on that team. So maybe just needed some time to start to gel together. Yeah, and they have that 15-year-old kid Yeah, who is a wonder, wonder boy, I guess, or wonder player, whatever you want to call, who is – He's, I think, committed to play for the Mexican national team. Um, and I believe – I'm looking at the stats right now because he had quite a few goals in that match against San, or against uh, St. Louis because they were talking about it. And, you know, it's just um, – I'm trying to get his name here. It's just taking forever to load up. But, yeah, you know, he um, – Alvarez, right? The Alvarez kid. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this team, I think a lot of us thought, ah, that's, that's going to be a win when they come to town. And now they've rolled six on, on uh, you know, on um, uh, St. Louis. So, uh, yeah, um, that's uh, Efrian Alvarez that plays for Los Dos. This kid would probably be making a lot of money overseas right now if he's playing in Europe. But anyway, so, yeah. Good player there, and now you can't sit there and go. Now you can go. Well, okay. By the way, fifteen years old—that's insane. Can't even drive. Yeah, I know. Yep. Born in two thousand two. Yeah. Two thousand two. Just let that for you for you old people out there like me. Just let that sink in for like a moment. (laughs) That is insane. Yeah. Insane. Does not remember time before the internet. Jeez, I know. Yeah, he's like, oh yeah, always had the high speed internet. Yep. You didn't have to dial in, man. Come on. Yeah, crazy. Um, but you know, uh, is it Jesus? I was. What's his last name? Jesus um, 
Ferreira, yes. You know, he was 16 last year when he scored for FC Dallas against um, Salt Lake City. So, you know, uh, we got a kid here in, in Tulsa right now that is kind of that wonder kid that everybody's paying attention to, hopefully. You yeah, know, we continue. Yeah. Um, hopefully. Put a couple in for the Roughnecks, you know, just to yeah. see. You know, but, hey, you know, 10 years from now, we may be talking about him playing for a national team or, you know, or playing, you know, big leagues in Europe or wherever, you know. So, yeah. Um, Look at uh, Ja'Cory Hayes, you know, he was here last year and, you know, he's, he's killing it up in, uh, in Dallas right now. Yep. Um, and, and, you know, a kid that we could see, you know, in the future on, on some really big teams over in Europe. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting to have that, that, you know, opportunity here in Tulsa to be able to see some of these kids before they make it big. Um, but, yeah. Well, okay. Well, there's a, I'm just trying to think here. We've had a couple yep. of questions. I was just going to back. Yep. Before uh, we go too much further, I do want to um, do a quick shout out to uh, Michael Wilson, the head coach over at um, Fortuna Tulsa. He's also the head coach for the um, Union Boys High School team. He, uh, him, and uh, his his players won state championship this last weekend, and I was able to talk to him a little bit after the roughneck game um and just you know a great guy another you know another reason why i'm looking forward to fortuna coming uh coming in this year yeah yeah you're absolutely uh thanks dan daniel devore came here for weather coverage i think we're, it's gonna storm tonight by the way like for real um so okay yeah uh, david wilson uh, former a's player uh, talking you know this is the thing i, I I'm glad you brought it up. And when Fortuna, they'll play their first match on uh, the Friday of Memorial Day weekend. So they'll have their opening match with OKC FC. So another OKC, Oklahoma City, Tulsa rivalry, and you know, team that a lot of those Fortuna players are excited about playing. Uh, so, uh, yeah, oh, we got tornado warnings for real. I mean, why am I sitting here? I need up, like up in Cheney. Something, man. I need to yeah. Outside looking at it. I don't know. Your old days, man. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. Oh, man, I, I miss casing. Oh, man, I really do. I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, now I got two kids. It's a lot lot, uh, lot more difficult, and we got to update that life insurance policy before I start doing that kind of stuff. But anyway, um, and, of course, we're running across the wife, too, of course. You don't want to just start chasing without asking for permission. But anyway, yeah, so, uh, you know, da uh, David Wilson uh, – Wayne Farmer, uh, both guys who played for the A's, and now I've seen the seeds that were planted back in you know 2013, 14, now sprouting here in 2018 with a new team, a new a real. Like I said this team is stacked, and you and I have talked about it, Zach, and it's, you've got good coaching, and and um, you know, and uh, you know we've got great great team. I mean, two U20 players coming on. I mean, my goodness, you just you just look at this roster and go division one, division one, division one, former division one. I mean, it's just like, holy cow. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, of course, since there's still a few teams in WPSL, you, all these teams have those types of talent. And it's not going to be just like, oh, you know, and that's what Wayne is telling me. He's like, we're not going to get ahead of ourselves because every team has talent like this. And, but boy, it's, they're checking the boxes so far for me, right, Zach? Yep, yep. And one of the things I think 
Fortuna has going for them is they, they got a lot of girls from TSC that, mm. you know, have all played together you know, on, on, you know, club team and um, have gone to tournaments together. I think that's one of the important te- things, especially within the amateur, you know, teams to have, have uh, players that have played together that, you know, can come right, right in right away and really, you know, gel and not have to take that time to, um, bond and become a team that you know a lot of a lot of amateur teams uh we've seen that where it just takes some time um yeah i, I think the the team up in st louis st louis lions is one that you know tulsa should look at to kind of emulate their their great team that you know they they get quite a few local girls in that um are, are great players but then i've also played together and so, you know, I think that's something Fortuna's doing, and it will be interesting. I think um, Fortuna has an opportunity to really go far within the league. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know, I I believe they have a national championship and everything like that too. And you know, and the thing is, is yeah, they've this is their first season. Obviously, we're expecting mm-hmm. huge things for them, but you know, this is their first season. OKC FC's been. I think I was living in Oklahoma City when they had a team, so. And then, of course, you got FC Dallas women, so that's a whole academy there of players from Dallas. Um, you know, so, yep. I mean, there's going to be good teams. I mean, if you go out to one of those matches, you're going to be seeing some good soccer. I mean, whether the home team, obviously the home team, but the way team, you'll have you'll have some solid players. And, of course, we'll cover it here, and, and we'll probably have some of the some of the players on and, and coming on to co-host and talk. So we'll have we'll have plenty of plenty of. Um, yeah, yeah well, here on on the podcast, so I'll be just yeah, you know, Little Rock for the next three four weeks, I guess, is what however long that goes on. Um, yeah, it's interesting to see a lot of NPSL teams have, have women's uh, WPSL teams as well. You know, you got Little Rock Rangers, uh, Wichita has, has a good team, um, and Joplin Demise. Um, so yeah, some some familiar some familiar names for um athletic fans out there yeah 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 it's almost like you're just kind of copy pasting a little bit of these rivals from npsl level now you're you're seeing the women's side too and hopefully that that does draw some and you know we i know we've had quite a few rouse outs a lot of uh, lynch maidens and, and and of course the armory folks are, are are jazzed about some of those matches as well so i think you'll have a little bit of that camaraderie and, and togetherness there uh, as everyone can come to come support the teams and uh, watch them watch them play Oklahoma City watch that rival watch the rival with uh, Wichita and you know those those types of, of, of you know friendly rivalries if you will so yeah I'm excited for that and, and I think this is going to be a great team and lots of lots of family stuff to do that's another lot of bounce castles and some and that was the other thing I was going to mention too was I, I, you know chatting with some of the folks there at, at the at a veterans is yeah there's quite a bit of stuff for families you've got splash pad over there and I know yeah well i bring my son he'll be all about that so um so good stuff there and, and like i said if you're not watching local soccer and you're sitting there i'll just go ahead and call you out if you're sitting there watching european soccer on tv you know and your pjs or whatever but not coming out and watching anybody i mean come out free games on Tulsa. If you don't care about the Rubnecks, Tulsa Athletic, there's, if you do want to go out to One Oak, go out there, watch the fireworks or 
Fortuna, I think the match the game tickets were like five bucks. I think I think that's right. I'm, don't quote me on that, but I think it's like five bucks, maybe ten at the most. But I'm thinking it's five. I mean, my goodness, there's so much soccer to watch, and yep. you know, I, if you're not watching it and you're complaining about local soccer, and you're not, I, I don't know what to tell you, right? I mean, yeah, you know, you could put like, pay seven bucks to see Drogba score one of, uh, honestly, probably one of his best goals. Um, and, and, you know, Veterans Park, it it really is amazing what they've done and, um, can't wait to see what, what they're going to do with it too. I think there's some, some cool things coming up in the future for it too. Yeah. And I was looking at that storm on radar just now, looks like a big old HP monster, big high precipitation supercell, a little bit embedded rotation. I wonder if that's going to make it all the way here or not. It's, it's kind of moving in this direction, but we'll see. It looks like the dust rent's getting ahead of it, so I don't know if we're going to get that kind of action. But it will storm overnight, just heads up, everybody. But and it's going to be tornadoes, I don't think, so I think it'll be okay. But anyway, that's the weather report. Roger's weather report, hashtag. Yeah, we need, we need our own, like, first. Anyway, uh, um, it, we need intro music for your weather corner or something. Roger's weather corner, yeah, from the Brady Hole. I like that. Do, that's the voiceover. I'm going to do that, so. Uh, anyway, Zach, uh, appreciate you. I know I got like, calling at you like 10 minutes before we jumped on. I said, hey, man, you want to jump on? So I appreciate you being uh, uh, accommodating and always always great having you on. And I know you, you follow this is better and, and if, you know, better than I do and, and, and more in depth and, and know a little bit more behind the scenes on some of this stuff. So I do appreciate you coming on and chatting it up. And uh, yeah, when, um, just Shout out some of your uh, social media if you want, man. Yeah, um, thanks, Roger. Always love coming on. Um, yeah, you guys can find me on Twitter at Z Easton. It's E A S D O N. It's a little different than uh, the baseball bat, but <laughs> um, yeah, get, hit me up there. But you know, really, I love just talking to people at soccer games. So if you're out at either Veterans Park or um, One Oak or now at TU for uh, Fortuna games, I'll. I'll most of the time be out at one of those and so come come say hi for sure all right zach well appreciate you coming on man and we'll, we'll be chatting soon all right all right thanks roger you got it all right zach he's in there everybody jumped on and chatting it up with us kicking it around tonight um yeah val's gonna be seeing some power flashes it's just weird it's like okay so dan you probably know this but some of you folks that are on chat y'all don't know but val caster is like He's the Robin to Batman, and Batman was Gary England in Channel 9 in Oklahoma City. Um, and, he, and then he, I came to Tulsa, and there's Vaughn Caster. I didn't know he had a brother named Vaughn. So I was like, wait, this it's, uh, it's his brother. It's, it's in Tulsa. It's like, oh, my gosh. Okay, so Vaughn Caster here in Tulsa, living legends both. Um, yes, Dan. Yeah, Dan. We tried to get Dan last week, and I think we just had a little – I think Dan was out of pocket, so we're, we'll get you on, Dan, and, and I'll give you a quick shout-out to the uh, Tulsa Athletic Podcast. comes comes on, I think, what, after every match? Is that right, Dan? Um, uh, they have the, I, I feel like you guys are recording. I need to share that so you guys can come on the page, and it'll be on there, and you guys can share that, and you know, or I'll share the, the, the live feed or the live podcast. I think I was driving home last time, wasn't it? But I'll, I'll throw it on there. Yeah, Monday's off. Hashtag take Monday off. And then um, just before the matches, okay. 
I'll, I'll make sure next time I check it out, I'll, I'll share it. I'll share the last one here when I get off here. So we'll get you guys. Yes. But yes, see, um, I, I try to keep um, what's the word I'm looking for? Try to keep it family friendly on here as best I can. <laughs> um, so I always I always like listening to the 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 ones that are a little more unfiltered. So I appreciate I think that uh, doing a road show this Saturday. Nice, awesome. Uh, gotta get the LTE working. Gotta get that 5G, whatever you got. As I'm not sure who knows about Wi-Fi out there. So, um, and so yeah, I think there's a few folks going to <laughs> Wayne Vegas, Wayneville, Wayneville out in Missouri. Uh, I think that's a few hours. It's two hours past Joplin. That's gonna be about a three and a half hour jaunt up to Waynesville, Missouri. Um, that is a big old nasty storm. Just on looking at it on the radar. Kind of making a beeline here for us. We'll see if it's that potent when it gets here. I do need some rain for my garden because it is dry right now. But anyway, um, want to talk Champions League or you guys want to go tonight? You guys want to go to sleep? What do y'all want to do? We can talk Champions League. Who do you think's winning? You think Mohammed's the fighting Mohammed Salah's or the uh, fighting Cristiano Ronaldo's? Who you got? I, th I think Madrid's winning. I mean, that's the favorite. And oh, speaking of favorites, I should have had Zach on here and asked him about sports gambling. Um, I know I think Jeremy Poplin was posting about it. Harold Coons posted a little bit about there was a bill that was passed a couple weeks ago in the uh, Senate, in the House Senate here in Oklahoma, which would open up to some more gambling, which would die. I believe it's a dice game, so we should see uh, craps, which I'm. If I'm going to play, if I'm going to go to gamble, I don't gamble very often, but if I am, craps is, that's craps and blackjack, one, two games I play. Um, I'm not a big sports gambler. I know, David Einstein, you and I have talked, and um, um, I know you, you're probably more involved with it, and, and Dan, I don't know if you guys are or not, but I don't know what you, would you guys expect to see? Well, okay, let me back up. If So this is a little bit of a big if, but Oklahoma seems to pass gambling laws fairly liberally here, um, which I would love to, you know, go over the river spirit or lay down a couple of dollars on whatever, OU, or uh, I've never bet on OU. I never bet on teams that I actually watch and follow. I like to root for teams I don't care about. It's it's weird. I have a, if teams I'm agnostic about, I'll, I'll, I'll vote or I'll play for, or I'll, maybe agnostic is not the right word, maybe I'm neutral. I'm a neutral party. Those are the ones I'll actually bet on versus betting on teams that, um, you know, that teams that I actually care about. So, um, so yeah, I think <laughs> convert the bus to yes. I want I want that to happen, Dan. It's like I know a guy. <laughs> so, Dan the bookie, um, the Uranus Fudge Factory. Yes, you're heading up there. Yes, it's huge sign. Can't miss it. Uh, yeah, so River Spirit. It, I mean, I would love to. Like, yeah, I'll still lay ten bucks on. Say ten. I don't like to spend a lot of money when I gamble. So, lay a couple bucks. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it would have some NPSL line. Dan's already laying us a line down here. Minus two thousand for the demise. Huh, so, a hundred gets you two thousand if the demise wins, or you got bet make bet. Two thousand to win one hundred. 
that's how that works. I don't know the Dan, the Dan, uh, the Dan Bus uh, Bookie. He may not be taking any lines on uh, Tulsa Athletic, so I don't know. We'll we'll find out. Um, <laughs> so David's already budgeting for it. I, I think it's really cool. I think it's really interesting, and I think, you know, I, I want. We all we were kind of told lottery was going to benefit teachers and all this, you know, all these things are supposed to benefit teachers and, and education. I, um, I, there's been a lot of, that's a kind of a political issue and that some of the funds didn't make it all the way to the, or to the lottery, the, the, um, what is it, the pick four, the pick seven or what, the Powerball, all that was supposed to benefit teachers and you know I've been hearing that argument of oh this this will benefit the teachers in education I don't I think it's going to take a little bit more than that to fund education in Oklahoma but that's a whole other topic but you know just from a sports side sports standpoint it's interesting and Mark Cuban if you guys heard his interview he was saying that this would if, if teams play this right all the sports all their um net worth just doubled today because people enjoy betting. And I know soccer is not something that gets bet on. I am assuming not a lot here in the United States, but, um, you know, I think, um, you know, I think that, <laughs> I think that, um, what am I trying to say? I think that it will make soccer a little interesting, but, I've never laid a line down on a soccer match. I've laid money on football games because the point spread. That's always an enticing thing to lay money on. But you know, if there was USL lines or NPSL lines at Riverwind or River Spirit or wherever, <laughs> yeah, see what happens at St. Louis match. Throw a couple bucks on it. Why not? Be fun. And then just sit there and drink beers at the sports book and watch the games. May have to watch on iPads if it's NPSL hashtag fourth division, but I think it would make it more interesting for sure. So anyway, uh, on that note, I am going to have to cut it off here. It is 11 p.m. Central. Some of y'all got to go to work tomorrow. Most of us got to go to work tomorrow. Um, you know, I think that you know the thing about the sports gambling is if I think Matt, you might be on to something here is if Oklahoma doesn't step up to the plate and just be on my little iPad and oh we'll we'll, we'll put a, we'll put a line on in Texas. We're just not you know, it's just not illegal in the United States anymore. So if Oklahoma wants to be, you know, blue lawed about this and might lose out. So but anyway, uh anyway that's all I've got tonight guys. Thanks for hanging on. Appreciate you guys staying on so late. It's eleven o'clock. So we will uh, keep all, keep an eye on the weather. Keep you advised. Don't follow me for weather updates. I want to be sleeping. So set your alarms. Set your whatever. Make sure we don't get blown away, but we should be fine. Anyway, I'm out. God bless. Take care. See you.